It's the greatest thing we've ever done. The Dippin' Squad. We have no biblical <laughs> training whatsoever. I used to smoke whole chickens all the time. <laughs> Joe is perfect. Jesus is in my homeboy. We looked ridiculous. Pretty significantly sized person. <laughs> Mate, you want to slurp us out of here? We would be the worst employees. We would be. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're pastors. <laughs> Ah, uh, the things that happen behind the scenes. Yeah. You know what? Listen to that intro, though. Yeah? Two weeks is too long. Like, I, it really I, is. I agree. I get this warm, fuzzy feeling when I listen to that <laughs> intro. <laughs> I was cons- Well, you can listen anytime you want on your favorite streaming service. Boom. <laughs> I was concerned <clears throat> that uh, we might have peaked at 30. That's my, con- my real concern. I know I did, personally. <laughs> I don't mean age. I mean episode number. I was going to say, I didn't, I'm not 30. He's not 30 we yet, so. get it. That's what we call teeing it up for you, Nate. Yeah, yeah, well, welcome. I'm not 30. Well, that's my name. <laughs> uh, uh, so welcome into the Desperate Pastor podcast. Uh, we, if you are listening in time with us, we had a two-week hiatus Sure. Because apparently Mike's church has to do ministry stuff. <laughs> Just for two weeks here. Yeah, that's it. We're done. Good. Done till next year. That's good. Uh, but we yes. would encourage you to uh, to join the conversation, to follow us on uh, social media at the Desperate Pastor or Desperate Pastor, not the Desperate Pastor. I will say that has been a confusion because the? from the beginning, I think uh, we said the Desperate Pastor podcast. Now every time I tell somebody, I say the Desperate Pastor yeah. and it's not the... Well, if you, it's if, not. If you Google <laughs> either one, I mean, you Google desperate pastor, you're going to find it compared to desperate preacher. There is that out there. Um, we're not doing battle, but I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, so. yeah. When I went to do the Google search to find desperate pastor, like to do the domain search, there was desperate preacher. But uh, oh, yeah. So it's kind of like Burger King and McDonald's. Like we're one of the. Which one are we? Yeah. With the better of the two. Okay. Uh, but yeah, follow us on your favorite social media. You can also uh, check out the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. We're there. But glad you're here. Aaron is on vacation because he's having some kind of anniversary or something. And yeah, that happened. Yeah. I think uh, our ministry got in the way. Uh, and so now he's celebrating. That's good. Yeah. It's Their nice. website's really ugly. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> They're going to get the sued. desperate preacher. Oh, wow. I, was like, I thought you were talking about our church website. I no, was like, no, hey, no. hey, I can get the guy in here that made it. The desperate, <laughs> Not the desperate preacher is very, it's very, it's very 1990 something. Yeah. Wow. Nice. So I got questions for us as we begin. I'd love for you to join the conversation in the comments. And uh, let's look back. We some of our uh, most commented posts. Uh, it was interesting. We showed all the pictures and the. I know that one's got a lot of comments on it. (laughs) Uh, But here, there's because it's 4th of July coming up, uh, we're getting close to a year of doing this, too, by the way. Episode 32. What? Welcome in. You know, episode 32. Does it work better when I was talking to the microphone? It does work better. I kind of forgot I was standing up. (laughs) 
I'm only a year into it, and I'm learning how to. Yeah, do that's it. good. This is his uh, first first time. I mean, you got your headphones on, right? So I yeah, mean, we're these aren't somewhere. even my headphones. Yeah. That's the best part. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so would you rather? I know because you're not there broken. You there you go. <laughs> you like them like that better? Yeah, <laughs> much better. Would you rather set off fireworks, or would you just rather enjoy the show? Set them off, hands down. <laughs> Maybe hands off, right? <laughs> do, you, do you remember the movie Backdraft? Oh, yeah. Really old. No. There's a, it's about an arsonist, basically. And they said, what do you want to do or see in the world? And he's like, I want to burn. I want to see it all burn. That's what I, when he was like, light them. Light them. I want to see them explode. Uh, I'd like... I don't know. As a teenager, as a kid, I I really enjoyed fireworks. And I can tell. Stuff. Yeah. We're hearing that. Yeah. Uh I mean, I get it. There is something impressive <laughs> about yeah. being the one who starts it, but I think I'd rather be the viewer. Like, sit there. I've never been at a show and been like, man, I wish I was down there lighting those things <laughs> off. That's you usually know? what I think when really? I watch people. Yeah. I'm I like, mean, man, I it's also, go. I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's work that you don't think is work. Yeah. Like, they, when, if you were down there, you're not looking up like, oh, that one's pretty. You're like lighting the next thing and. It's well, like an adrenaline rush. But I'm sure it's like not lighting anything. Or, like, I don't know how it works. I think they carry a candle, a candle. and they walk from one. <laughs> it's all about There's timing. A song right there. So carry your candle. Oh, yeah. my. Yeah. Uh, but I, if you I, ever had a quick wick, you don't like fireworks. You were very cautious I know. as you well, said that. You got to make sure you say it quick right. Quick wick. Like you ever light a, a bottle rocket or something? You're like, oh, I went like. And then you, yeah. I mean, we used to have Roman candle wars. Uh, you know, yeah, we like shoot them at each other and stuff like that. Yeah. I, like, I'm not, I'm no punk, Joe. Like, I'm not afraid. Well, I learned <laughs> not to point things at people because <laughs> if it's not a firework thing, this is a BB gun thing. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I ever shared the story. We used or to not. have BB gun wars, too. So well, we didn't have a BB gun war. My friend and I decided to put the long wooden matchsticks into BB guns <laughs> and shoot them at each other what? in my garage. He had the kind that the spring loaded one. Yeah. I had the one Pump. that I pumped it up. <laughs> yeah, you're next level. I like it. <sighs> it was just, it was I'm horrible. Skewer, you know. It was horrible. <laughs> Did you murder somebody? No. <laughs> I'm finally coming out. This is uh this has turned into the murder podcast. You're like, he's a vampire. <laughs> so uh we were shooting back and forth and uh. he was hiding behind an upright freezer. He jumps out, I shoot, it hits the freezer, and then it splinters and a piece goes into oh. his eye. <laughs> Uh, and I'm like freaking out because you could tell like there's eye juice. Oh yeah, the and, goo, the yeah, goo. And I'm like, no, yeah. you, you know, it's like when in Tommy Boy, he's like, yeah. not here or here so much, just <laughs> right? here. And I'm yeah. like, no. Uh, and he rode his bike from my house back home. And I'm thinking like I'm in thinking a circle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm thinking like, I hope he's okay. He's probably fine. He's, he's I mean, go he's, blind. He's, <laughs> you're fine. So later that night, my dad is in bed. My mom, I think, is out doing something. The police show up to my house. Oh, oh Joe. <laughs> not funny. Oh, it is. It's uh, hilarious because it's not me. Uh, so I have to go wake my dad up and my mom comes home and she's super excited. Uh, they took the, uh, it looked like an M16. Evidence. Like the, the BB gun I had looked yes. like an M16. Even better. Yeah. They took it. I ended up actually, I actually still have, I have it now. I event, I don't know how I got it back. They the had buy it. back from the police. He broke, it broke in, <laughs> yeah. stole it from the evidence locker. You ever watch uh, Mission Impossible where they, yeah. were, there was, that was me. <clears throat> I envision a younger, like awkward phase you though. Like, 
I'm always in an awkward. That place. one with the uh, what's the the, the shorts overalls? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. that version. <laughs> yes, him and his Converse and tall socks. So, did the guy lose sight? I, so I'm freaking out. Okay. And they were very they because yeah they were very kind and he even had a different narrative at school like he was working with his grandpa and the something ha- like it was like like in other words like they were he uh, was trying not to throw you under the bus right and so it was very kind i don't know if my parents did anything i don't know that they did but uh yeah okay so not to do that well i didn't learn to do that but i should have because when i was in fourth grade <laughs> We were sitting at our desks and they made our desks like, you know, like squares. Yes, correct. Two facing each other. And uh, my friend, who I'm sure doesn't listen to this, but I won't say his name anyway, was like, had his hand down by the desk and had a rubber band and he was like pulling it back and aiming it at the two people across from us. (laughs) And he lets, he eventually lets this rubber band fly, hits this girl directly in the eyeball. And I Uh, saw the clear stuff. uh, Same thing. she ended up going blind uh, in her eye. Like that side could not see the rest of her life. And he got sued. Wow. Yeah, his family got sued and they had to pay. But I'll never forget. I was like, oh, <laughs> like what is <laughs> what is, it looks like <clears throat> jelly coming out of somebody's eyeball. It was gross. That's and gross. so then I took a rubber band and I shot it at him. I said, now you'll you know, yeah. do that again. <laughs> Just kidding. But I remember thinking like I was deathly afraid for a while. Like yeah. that something was going to happen to yeah. my eyes. But I didn't learn that when it came to Roman candles. No. You yeah. don't have to be um, quick. Yeah. You don't have to be quick. They make a noise. They yeah. let you know it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I, as a kid, so my dad, like, out in the garage, he had, like, this old desk full of all this old junk. And there's, like, stuff that you probably shouldn't play with. But anyways, <coughs> there's this old container of Nine black. Nine millimeter. <laughs> there's this old container of black powder. And I remember I'm probably. This is the origin story. Probably, like, 11 or 12. And I'm like, do a little pile in uh, in the garage, and you know you I in the garage in the yeah, garage. Yeah. It's Good like start. a quarter size pile. next to the gas cans. And <laughs> I had one of those little sparkers, and you go, Psh, and yeah. it just goes poof. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. So I go outside, and uh, there's a burnt. We have burn barrel, and uh, so I put a big pile in the burn barrel. When I mean a big pile, I'm like softball size pile. Yeah. Um, but my problem is that I have to like lean over into the burn barrel to uh-huh. reach and to light it. I blew my eyebrows oh, yeah. off. <laughs> my eyebrows, my eyelashes, and the whole front half of my hair oh, my was gosh. gone. And, That's amazing. Uh, the best part, I hid it from my parents for almost two days. How? No eyebrows? Uh, <laughs> I'm just really excited to see you guys. <laughs> Marker. What got me was the smell. <laughs> the burnt hair. I wore a hat, oh, and we're sitting goodness. at the table. And he my, even fur off the cat. My, <laughs> my sister is like, Nathan, why do you stink? <laughs> why do you smell like burnt hair? And, uh, it was all gone. Yeah. Oh, my. I had to explain what I did. Man, I, that is... I almost burnt my house down once. <laughs> I started a fire right next behind the garage, like because I was hiding, uh-huh. and it started melting the siding. <laughs> I also burnt my wife's eyebrows off. We were camping, and this is when we were dating, so like we were with like her extended family too, and we had caught some fish, and we were gonna cook them, 
We're starting a fire in the little grill. <laughs> like Finally was, lit. And the charcoal was there, and I'd been just nailing it with, like, a lighter fluid, you know, charcoal fluid. And she did not know, and she came up, and she had a lighter. Oh. She tried to go down in there as I was striking matches. <laughs> and she's leaning right over and just whoosh, gets her. Yeah. And I'll never forget, like, my mother-in-law was like, why would you do that? I'm like, yeah, why would you? And she was yelling at me. <laughs> why would you do that? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I, and then I get all defensive. Yes, I meant to burn her eyebrows off. I find it more attractive, a lady without eyebrows. <laughs> She's not going to go anywhere then. Yeah. <laughs> she can't go. <laughs> you like that? Go cat. find somebody else. Yeah, now. right. Now what? The trick was burning the eyebrows off every time they grew back. Yeah, I had to find creative yeah. ways. You okay, I'm that. sorry for the people listening. I never intentionally burned. Yeah, everyone knows. Yeah. Okay. Let's that go back to talking about Nate being a pyro. <laughs> That cat had nine lives. Yeah. You know, spent them all. Spent them all. Uh, but uh, going back to my friend, he uh, they had he had surgery. And, <laughs> we never did get the end. And uh, we're still friends today. So really, yeah. can he guest spot? Yeah, <laughs> we bring him in and hear his version. He's very kind. He is at this kind. point is he old enough that he's like, uh, no, really, my grandpa and I were working, and <laughs> yeah, he's believed that. He's over, believed yeah. No, I was very. No, he knows. That was the closest I got to like being in trouble and trouble. Oh my. All right. You have another question I for do. us? Wow. Yeah, I do. I'm ready. Since we didn't I, Well, no, I'm only going to tell more bad. Like, the stories get worse from there if we deal with fire <laughs> in our lives. Uh, and I don't like setting off fireworks, by the way. I do in a theory, but I don't. Uh, Little ones. Like, set off, like, M80s yeah. and stuff before, and I don't like. In mailboxes? Yeah. Mailbox baseball. Uh, the other question is ice cream cone or snow cone? Ice cream cone. Why are you rolling your eyes? It's a dumb question. Why? I don't like snow cones. What question did you pick out for today? Go ahead. <laughs> I couldn't hear it. Did you, did you, I, okay. Okay. <laughs> I can't. If I say anything on the fly, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> um, sure. So, Would you rather set off fireworks or... <laughs> that was the one I had. Would you, yeah, rather, would, you, would you rather eat a firework or an ice cream cone? <laughs> <laughs> I just meant like who picks snow cone over ice cream cone? I don't, don't even say you would. No, no, I wouldn't. I don't like snow cones. I will tell you, I, I like Kona. The no, Kona ice? No. I do. I don't like the <sighs> they feeling the of I don't like Kona. them. Wow. I don't like their business. I don't like their attitude. The business model is horrible. <laughs> They're actually really good. They let you get your own and I really like sugar. Like syrup. It's like an alternate sugar thing, isn't it? Is it? No. Yeah. I think yeah. you were lied to. I'm pretty sure it's still straight up sugar. Wow. <laughs> if not worse. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I mean, you're like that's yeah. the problem with the problem with the snow cone is like maybe the first taste or two is like good because it's full of the syrup, but then you get a bunch of ice, and then it's just a bunch of ice. I don't, yeah, yeah. Don't and that's like why it. you hang out at the Kona truck and you go you just back keep, over there. I understand, and, and, then, and so at the end of it, you've had forty thousand grams of sugar, or in your case, stevia. That's what they have. It I, is think not stevia. I think it's stevia. stevia. I'm pretty sure stevia is probably worse than for you uh, than, than real eating sugar. sugar. Yeah, yeah, if you're gonna eat it, it's kind of like butter or margarine. Like if you're gonna eat it, just eat butter. You don't need to eat margarine. That's not healthy. <laughs> wow. I can't believe it's not butter. Um, no. So I would say ice cream, obviously, because I just don't know. I mean, maybe because I'm an adult oh, wow. and I understand things taste wow. good. Wow. I've ice cream is like the only dessert that I really like. I, I do love ice cream. I said this morning on our way in, I'm like, you know what? Ice cream sounds good. And yet he shoveled 16 cookies in his mouth. <laughs> I did. I'm a little hungry, okay? Nate, let's be clear. Because if my wife listens to this, she'll be like, oh, yeah, you're really trying, aren't you? <laughs> I was hungry, okay? Hungry. It was the mm. woman you gave me. <laughs> yes, Lord. Uh, 
So yeah, ice cream. And right now I'm on a, I'm on like a hardcore Mitchell's ice cream kick. Uh, Can't shake it. Think about it every day. What's Probably your, gonna get it tonight. Cause what's I'm your favorite? Uh, we asked My favorite before, tasters duo. So you get a oh, scoop yeah. of each yeah. in a cup, and I get uh, sea salt, caramel, and pralines and cream. Hard because their pralines and cream there, it's like butter pecan. Yeah. But their pralines are the candied ones. Uh, so they're covered in cinnamon sugar and they stay crunchy. It's amazing. <laughs> it's not better. I mean, it's I also when I eat ice cream, I get like I cough at the end of it. So I yeah. think I might be mildly allergic or something. I think I am too. So like I have to drink water or like it like it's not pleasant at the end, but yeah, I still know that's gonna happen. But I'm like, if I drive by Mitchell's, I'm like, oh, it's worth it's it. gotta happen. <laughs> um the question is, if you could only eat one for the rest of your life, hard serve or soft serve ice cream? Oh, hard. Is that really? Is it yeah. called hard serve? I don't know what you call scoop ice cream, pale ice cream. <laughs> Isn't it called like soft serve and then ice cream? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know either. I, I didn't think anything of it until you said it. But hard serve ice cream? I don't think it's called hard serve. I don't serve. like soft serve ice cream at what? all. What? At all? Mm-mm. Like I'd eat it, but I used I'm like, to love TCBY, which is yogurt. Yeah, so I guess it was cool to go into there. And but why did you like it? Because it was supposedly good for you, and it didn't also. But did you get toppings? Full there? of sugar. That was the first place I went to where it was like about waffle cones and <laughs> topping. I'm not judging. I'm over here. Well, it's like the kids are like, let's go for cookies. froyo, and I'm like, it's. I really that is just a. It's a platform for me to put Butterfinger right. and other right. stuff in it. Yeah. So no, I like uh, regular. Well, hard like serve, hard scooped. I, scoop, I, it's probably scoop. scoop ice cream, whatever it is. I don't know what you I'm call pretty it. sure you, it's got to be hard serve. Hang it's on. not hard serve. That's weird. I mean, when you Soft said it, I said nothing of it, and then when he tell me I'm wrong. When he said it, I was like, I guess you're right. I've never uh, heard hard serve. <laughs> I think it's ice cream. Yeah, or soft serve. Correct. I would agree with that. And I, that's that's the answer. <laughs> he's As on his hard ice cream, is what they call it. Versus soft Who's they? ice cream. Who's they? Google. Oh, he ended up on it. It's it's got like Jack Daniels in it. It's a different kind hard of ice cream. Hard ice cream. <laughs> hard cider. Um, no, but I yeah. Ice hand cream. dipped. Hand dipped. Hand dipped. Soft serve versus hand dipped. I would Maybe say like you're going into it and you're scooping yeah. it out with your hand. I, I I've heard that, but I would go with um, ice cream and soft serve. That's what I would. And say. I would say ice cream all day. I would say soft serve every yeah. time, all day. Every and time? you burned your eyebrows with off when you were a child. So <laughs> let's just remember that. No <laughs> toppings. Uh, no. Like no. really, just straight up. I vanilla frozen milk. Tell me you want vanilla. No peanut butter. Always peanut butter. <laughs> Where? Always peanut butter. <laughs> McDonald's? Like I'm like, no, I don't know. I got peanut butter down here at your guys' place uh, last week when we left. Oh. Where? The chilling station. Uh, oh, wait. The that corner? way. That way. The, Sorry. At the, at, We're the gas sta- at the gas station? No, not the gas. The one after the gas the flavor station. flavor burst? Whatever you call it. It's on the river. Chilling station. That's a chilling station. That's, get, that's, hand, that's not soft serve. Right. Right. I got a milkshake, I guess, so. <laughs> Which is actually hand dipped ice cream mixed with milk. I know it's basically like soft, but it so, came at me soft. Oh, but if you and want, it was peanut butter. If you want to have, yeah, go down there and get their caramel turtle, whatever, whatever, and that ice cream at that place, regular ice cream, and it'll change your life. Wow. We'll see. But we'll soft see. serve, it's like. Okay, you eat that when you're a baby or when you're 90? Or when you go to, <laughs> like, you, you go to Golden Corral yeah, or, you yeah. know, someplace where it's like, oh, they have ice cream. Oh, they have that. Yeah. Well, we'll eat that. Yeah, I don't think it tastes bad. I'm just saying if I was given, you you did the, if you had to pick one forever, I'm You taking. did say that. This is what I said. So you couldn't even I have by what you just said because you had a milkshake. That's you didn't true. say do you want a milkshake. That wasn't even soft serve. Right. What are you doing? Come on, man. 
<laughs> Where's Aaron when you yeah. see your eyebrows are back? Uh, no, Cookies this and is, cream, by the way, would be mine. I get the beard me. now. It's back up. It is back up. <laughs> In case he needs uh, some of the things. It's actually margin for his face. If it yeah. starts on fire, then he knows. You know, I got some time. <laughs> never again. I will never lose my eyebrows again. No, I did uh, later that year. Oh, oh my again. But, uh, yeah. Same scenario? No, no. Okay. Turkey burner. More like yours. Turkey burner. Uh, what, do you, what are the things that we're fryer. learning today? Turkey fryer. Turkey fryer. Like the burner part for a turkey burner? Like, I don't know what, what you What were you guys it. doing? Like making we were, meth? We were camping. They were playing a game called Burner Face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to light the stupid thing and it went light and it finally and it lit goes. and it went. Like on a propane tank. I was yeah. using yeah. my face to light it. Yeah, that's... Yeah. You need uh, longer lighters. <laughs> I'm gonna buy him one of those. Like, have you seen like the novelty oh, yeah. kind oh, yeah. that are really? Oh, yeah, it's one. For, I got one for your wife too. After that, another instance. <laughs> that was about how, how many oh, years ago? My goodness, at least well, we've been married seventeen, yeah, so yeah, probably so twenty years ago. That's crazy to think. Like, it is crazy ago. to think. All right. Well, enough questions. Yeah. You know, I'm catching up. That's what happens when we take a week off. Let's be done. Be done with the podcast. Yeah. Let's All right. Just well, thanks it. for joining us today. That was good. We get ice cream now. Yeah. <laughs> Between ice cream and Chipotle, we should get sponsored by somebody. I would not eat ice cream today because I'm I'm almost positive that they have Mitchells down. The, I'm going to an Indians game. Rub it in some more. I'm going to an Indians. I have game. no desire to do any of that. I don't either. That's because you're a loser. I am a loser. <laughs> you have no desire. To Didn't go we on just a, talk about watching it on TV instead? But well, the, do you have no better. desire to go on a date with your wife? Is what you're saying? I, I would love to go on a date with my wife. I, so this is my. That's why I made it clear. The only reason I'm super excited is because it's my wife and I. No, no, no. I think all I, all I kept hearing was Mitchell. So unless your wife's name is Mitchell, then I don't think that I've heard what you were saying. Way to make it up. I'm not trying to get in trouble. <laughs> if if I knew like I had a parking pass for a particular place, like if it's all set up and I could just drive in and do it. I don't like I don't like. The, okay, the chaos. Mr. President. No, I don't like it. I don't like that. I don't when I'm driving. I don't like when the person that's sitting in the seat that's supposed to help navigate is staring out the window, looking at their phone. I'm like, where do I, where do I turn? And then I get upset and un, un, unreasonably I get upset. Yeah. Ooh. Remind so me was... never to ride with you anywhere like that. I'm just like, you're doing nothing. Just tell me left or right. That's it. That's but, all so I need So my know. question is, do you not have a plan when you go downtown, like where you're going to park? Because Cleveland's not big. Ish. And you've been around the area a long I just, time. I, I, I don't like to go to the mall at Christmas time, like that oh. whole area. I just don't like the chaos See, of it. The more people, the better for me. I don't, I don't like it. <clears throat> don't like yeah. It. Well, I, I mean, for a period of time. But I definitely have that feeling when I leave, like an Indians game or a Browns game or something like that. I have that feeling as we're driving oh, out yeah. of town. I'm like, oh, this is so nice. And when we like, get out by your house, you're like, it's quiet. Yeah. Oh, it's so nice. And that's Cleveland. By the way, I'm going to New York in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna probably overwhelm me. You just going to go? Uh, just by myself. Got to get away from the family. <laughs> yeah, no Need family. some me time. Uh, no, my daughter's ha- has a half sister oh, who lives yeah. out there, and so we're going out there to visit their family. We've known them like five years, and they're like, "You should come out." So we nice. finally are gonna go. So we're gonna get to go to New York City. I've only been there once. Yeah. I was twelve years old, and I hated it because <laughs> it was too much. But these people are, they live there. So yeah. they're willing to take us around. So we're excited. Yeah, I'm more into that. Like if you were riding around, they had to drive yeah. you. Like or, that's what I feel like. He's got a big van. He's like, we got the conversion van. I'll take you downtown. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't have to. That does stress me out. Or if it's like, 
even if we're just t- taking the subway or whatever, but they know what's going on. Like my wife wants to go to Chicago and I'm like, I have no desire to go Ooh. and try to figure stuff out. Like, but I don't like that. Randomly, if, if Aaron were here or if he listens, he'll correct everything I'm about to say because he and Kelly went to Moody and were there in yeah. Chicago, but they know much better than me. But we went with them one time, but the time before that, you can stay. Chicago is easy to do because you can stay in a town outside of Chicago and take the train in. And that's what Nicole and I did for our anniversary one night. Yeah. And if you go right into the heart of it, you can get around, walk yeah, around. Just, it's worth it. I'm sure. I just don't like it. I like going did back. You say to your wife place. wants to go there. She does. So I wonder how long until you go there. Well, she went to go to New York. This is, this is a story <laughs> Next too. Next week. <clears throat> the story. Kelly, is, I support you. Well, she won't hear that. Uh, <laughs> for years and years and years, she always wanted to go to Times Square. Like be there, down in there. Wanted oh. to go for, um, New Year's, New Year's Eve? Eve? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. And I'm like, yeah. So on vacation a few years ago, I'm like, well, let's drive through New York City on the way to Myrtle <clears throat> Beach. That sounds great. We get in and we, because I've been in New York City once or twice and it was good, whatever. Get in, get parked. We're standing in the middle of downtown of uh, Times Square. And she looks around and she's like, I'm good. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Because in her mind, right? In her mind, it was like this is going to be this great thing, and it was kind of like, oh well, here we are. That's, yeah, that would not be good. But we had a good time. It was good. All right. Uh, So today, after all of that craziness, uh, talking about post-COVID church, I know that there's a potential of a Delta variant, which I'm sure the airlines really appreciate that name. Right. Uh, thanks Couldn't for that. Couldn't be the United. We think about Corona too. Like, could you know. be the Spirit variant. <laughs> Allegiant. After right. my last experience flying Allegiant, I will not <laughs> do that again. Awful. So they won't be uh, sponsoring us. Uh, but post COVID church for about the year and a half or so, we've kind of had to figure out how to do church differently. And now uh, many churches are coming back online, being in person online. <laughs> They've been online. If they were able to pivot well, they were already online. Uh, so we just want to talk about that because early on in this uh, COVID time, beginning of this podcast, we really were talking about like, how do we navigate church in this COVID season? And uh, so now as we're kind of coming out of it, who knows what might happen this fall. Uh, but uh, from staying online, what, what's our online presence look like? Uh, the big thing, we had this conversation because my wife called us while we were in the car. Took the whole ride, by the <laughs> <Right>? way. <laughs> yeah. Like, like <laughs> That's we need to get fun. people back to church. I'm like, well, they're coming back to church. We need to get, you know, that kind of thing. And <clears throat> equating. Was that Kelly? Yes. That was that is what she my first like. wife. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously she doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll start there about getting people back to church. Do you guys have um, thoughts on that? I have thoughts on that. And I think there's going to be, hopefully this will be a, an episode where we finally disagree on stuff, which will be interesting because we don't usually we're like, yeah, 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 right on what you say. Is um, good. That's a, I don't like to disagree with people, so <laughs> y'all better get on the same page that I can just jump on it. Yeah, I am. Um, I really don't have anything to say about this. This is great. <laughs> well, you know, it's part of getting people back to church. <laughs> uh, you know, one of the things that I we know that church is important and church as you are growing in your relationship with God, they're, they're being together and, and worshiping together. Those are important things. Uh, do we wrongly put uh, the uh, like the emphasis like some of the things I've struggled with through this season? And there's other things that we were going to talk about today that I don't think we're ready to talk about. Uh, 
are we looking at certain things through the eyes of the an American context church, and is that okay? Or are we looking at it in a biblical way, only because that's how we've grown up? And if you grew up in, say, Nate's uh, background, even my background, whenever the church doors were open, you were there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Uh, we weren't so winning on Saturday, but uh, you know, <clears throat> he is uh, he is in. in <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so where are you guys at? How's church? How do we get people back to church? Do we need to get back people back to church? Should we be concerned about chasing after people who say, you know what? It's so much easier to sit on my porch and drink my coffee and be a part of church. Should we also be focused on like, how are we reaching people? Um, let's say two things. One, apparently I was breathing really heavy. You were. Mike, you were. And I apologize. <laughs> um, my bad. If you would have said, Luke, I'm your father, uh, that would have been, <laughs> been awesome. I apologize. Um, no, I think one of the things that kind of has come up even this morning on our ride in and stuff is, you know, let's say live stream quality, um, and that giving people a better excuse to, to not be there. And really in a lot of ways, I don't necessarily think it's the live stream's fault. I don't say that because I, I enjoy live stream, but, uh, I almost feel like it's made people a little more honest and a little more real. Uh, what do you mean? Maybe more revealing of maybe where their heart is. Um, what do you mean? So like, let's say, let's say somebody chooses to stay home and just to watch the live stream uh, and not, let me, let me back up. Cause there's two different ways. <laughs> to say it. Hang were, on. Were there's two different hole. ways to look at this. Okay. I think you have healthy people that can watch online that are healthy in church. They're still involved in the community aspect of the church that let's say life groups, they still serve in different areas, but a lot of times they watch the live stream. I think you then this might be an unpopular opinion. I think that you can be a healthy person involved in church in specific ways and still watch a live stream. Then I think you can be an unhealthy person involved in not involved in church that watches the live stream. But I think that the live stream has made it more revealing as to whether or not you're as healthy, if that makes sense. Because now the person that was already unhealthy but showed up every Sunday morning but wasn't involved in a life group, wasn't involved in community, wasn't involved in serving, now just watches a live stream and that's it. And you never see them and now they're really not involved. Now they're really disconnected. Then you have the person that is still highly connected in the community of the church, but watches the live stream. I think it's become very revealing. I, am I making sense? <laughs> you're making it's sense. in my head, but this is really hard <clears throat> no, to communicate. You're making, you're but I feel like it, it's been a, a revealing factor for people. And I don't necessarily think it's the live stream's fault. I think it would be more, um, the hearts of people. But I could also be in church and involved in the body of the church and be unhealthy and be not in the right place either. True. But I think we're, are we equating, this is where I'm going back to like in the American view of church. Are we equating people being in the building on Sunday morning at 1045 with them being in right standing with the Lord and they can't be in right standing with the Lord while they're watching at home from their couch at 1045 in the morning on a Sunday. That's not what I'm saying. I'm yeah. I'm, no, I'm, 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 that's part of this conversation. Like what are we equating with being right with God, what's that look like? Because, and I started with this, that you, you and I, and I don't know about Mike, but you and I would have had this, 
if somebody was there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, especially Wednesday night for prayer meeting, like those were the yeah. people that yeah. were spiritual. Beasts. Those were the people that were committed, that really loved the Lord. Yeah. If you came on Sunday morning, if you barely came at all, like you really don't love Jesus. Yeah, that was the the big, uh, the big metric of spir- yeah. spirituality, I guess, in the lives of people is how often do they show up on which days? Correct. Um, so are we is that carrying over now to twenty first century church, where if you watch online because things are changing in the church, yeah. if you watch online and you're still involved in the body of the church, is that okay? I would say yes. Or is it not okay? I would say absolutely not. Are you saying that just to disagree or are you gonna yeah. you gonna explain? No, <clears throat> I don't think I think it's there's a false narrative out there that we can you know, I'm connected to the church because we've allowed the connection to be I listen to or I follow this pastor. Sure. So there are people don't you but, dare. Don't you dare. But it's is that, hang happen. on, hang on. Is that their fault that they think that that means they're connected or is that the church's fault for building a premise for the last 15, 20 years of that means you're connected if you show up and you listen? Yes. Whose fault is it? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's both. It's both in because. But what's the that, solution? Because here's how you can answer that. That exists, but obviously not everybody believes it. Meaning that narrative does exist. People on the church has set it up that way. Follow this person, follow that person. You know, that's part of being at the church. You listen to the sermon and you get intellectually stimulated, whatever. But not everybody believes that. There are people that that narrative is there in America, but there are people who understand on a deeper level that they need to belong. What does it mean to belong? In well, not watching. What, on, what, not hold watching. on. What, what is the proper narrative? I don't even know what you're asking. <laughs> so like, if that's not it, what does it right, look well, like? If, if I weren't cut off, <laughs> sorry, I was in the beginning of it. Once again, like I think we've said it before. I'm, I've got a memory like a goldfish. Here. I got to just, <laughs> my point is this. say it. So let's be, there are people that I know very well, family sure, that are at the point now where they're saying my porch swing mm-hmm. is um, sufficient. I watch it on the my phone or my tablet i sit there and have my coffee and there is no other connection beyond that in spite of being told that can't that's not enough sure that doesn't help you belong that helps you learn about god which is important but the church exists as a community of believers belonging to one another loving one another serving one another comforting one another and when you're sitting on your porch and I'm on, my, I'm on my porch, and we never intersect. Our lives are not intersecting at any point, which I understand Sunday morning doesn't solve that, but it is a step in the right direction. Then that is not healthy for the believer. But is this is this a calling to move people back into Sunday morning, or is this a calling to restructure the way that we think about church and the way that we build connections for people? It's a both and for me. I mean, there's no there's no way around. The, like there's nothing wrong with on some level routine. There's nothing. There is something healthy. I still would maintain there's something healthy about the person. It's not always negative, but it's potentially positive. The person who always comes to Sunday school, Sunday service and Wednesday night. 
Like we all, we, we always, we almost critique that three to thrive. We always critique that, right? Like that's because we've been, so we, but for somebody, but that doesn't always mean they're healthy. I just said that. Oh, literally. I I, said it doesn't always mean, but it has, let me put it this way. The person who comes to all three has the potential for that to be a healthy part of their relationship. But the person that doesn't come to all three, they don't have the potential. They don't have the potential. No, they don't have that potential. How so? How would you, how would you? Because, because they're not, it's simple. That's like saying the person who swings a bat a hundred times has a potential to hit the ball. The person who does not swing the bat has no potential to hit the ball. We're not saying they're not a Christian. I'm saying the person who comes to the place who sees the value of my life and my schedule while it's busy this time is carved out for God. Whether they come here and they're in a garbage place and they're not growing or whatever, at least when they're showing you this is valuable, I'm going to come, I'm going to be committed to this. And I will tell you right now, the answer is, Nate, the answer is me. 20 years ago when I became a believer saying, regardless of what's going on in my life, we're going to church. But now and that you, has value. And I agree, with, I agree with that. I agree with saying that, okay, this has a value and this has a priority in my life. But I don't necessarily think that always equates to Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. That let's. But be we're not talking. We're, we're, you haven't given me a better alternative. What you've given Sorry. me. What you've given me is Sunday morning watching the live stream. You haven't given me. True. If you want to present the person to me who you say they can't come to church, they watch the live stream, but they are discipling two people. They have Bible studies in their home. They serve here and they do would, that. Would you, you haven't say presented that? Would you say that's possible? Okay, that is possible, but I want to ask you, give me the names. Because the people I'm talking about, what they did is they went from coming here on Sundays, being moderately critical of everything the church did, to going home and watching one live stream a week and having no further engagement. And I think the potential to be deceived into thinking you're doing enough is much greater when you go, well, I watch service and I'm part of that church. What do you mean you're doing enough? Like uh, the person, I'm a Christian. Sure. I watch the live stream every week. Sure. So my point is, there's no, it's much easier, let's put it this way, too. There's a lot of other analogies I have. I so you myself. see a video, you're sitting up, you're late at night, you watch a video and it says, you know, for $1 a week, or you could feed this child and save them from starving. And you go, man, that's terrible. And you feel emotional about it. And maybe even you give a dollar or you give your money and you sign up. Then you have the potential, maybe the Lord gives you an opportunity and you go and you hold that child. There's a difference. And I'm not arguing against the fact of maybe the role of outreach or the role for the person who cannot come to our gatherings, especially during COVID, or the person who is maybe in a, in a bad spot with the church and that's how they're holding on. I'm not trying to do, um, you know, devalue that. But I'm thinking in this conversation, you need to understand, and the people that are listening need to understand, I'm thinking of people that I know that have found the out. They found the way to say, I'm still going to church, but they don't have to do community. And when I read the Word of God, less emphasis on what we emphasize, which is the orator getting up and giving the sermon, and heavy emphasis in the New Testament on belonging to the body. And sitting on your porch... When you have no other reason other than preference, think of that. I'm talking about people who there's nothing preventing them from coming here. They get up every morning and they go to work. They go out to eat at restaurants. We see them at their kids' baseball games. But when it comes to Sunday morning, they go, 
I'm five minutes away from that place where the, my brothers and sisters are worshiping Jesus, and I'm going to sit on my porch. But I think you, but, I think what you're saying is different. I think what I'm saying but, is right. But, <laughs> no, I'm but and I get what I get what you're what you're saying right here in this last part, and I feel like that just goes back to isn't doesn't the 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 live streaming aspect just make it more maybe revealing to where they are. Right, because they could come show up, but I have a feeling. I have a feeling that then in their heart, the it's the same thing. Then it's on the church. If somebody comes every week and they're, they might as well be sitting on their porch and no one's engaging that person and no, and there's nothing happening. Then yeah, you're right. Then but should when they we, walk in the door, that's that's their sacrifice. That's their coming. They're they're to the place. Now we have. Now we want to switch over to the pop, uh, desperate pastor side of it and say, what are we doing? With our systems, how are, like if there are people that can come into our, both of our churches are not big, right? No. Are people that remain anonymous in our gatherings? It's either from poor systems or intentionally. Yeah, There's, they're not. Sure. We're not two thousand people where we go. I didn't even know you were here. But should we should we evaluate our systems to to try and engage people from from a live stream perspective? Well, I mean, this. We, I, I don't know. Like, I need to out just, myself. I mean, we had this conversation. I, so the people listening don't know. No, the people don't know. Like uh, I said, my, here's my stance. This is my stance on live stream. I should have started with this. Well, well we, it's part of our thing. We were going to get there, but we yeah, can go there. Sorry. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so my stance on the live stream itself is that we <laughs> we were talking. Let's peel the curtain back. Yeah. And Joe was saying, like, he's like, I can't even really watch your services because it's, like, so far away. The camera's so far away. Don't you have the potential? And I want to say, yeah, we have a really nice camera up there that's able to it's got pre-programmable scenes and we can zoom in and we can pan to the left and the right and we can even just cue it to during I'll, worship i'll trade you one of our uh, static <laughs> cameras for that yeah we have this really nice camera that could do all that but there was a place where when we were totally live stream and when it was like lockdown that we even moved into a different room and we used different cameras and we tried to get close to the camera and then there was around the holidays we went to stationary camera and secondary angles and stuff like that and had a wonderful person who probably one day will guest on here, Tim <laughs> Schwan, uh, doing the video for us. And he was editing it together and it looked really good. And when we started to gather back in person, we had a decent amount of people who were choosing to stay home and, and letting us know, like, hey, I'm just going to watch a live stream. And... And one of our meetings, it just, I just kind of, my feeling was we're making it too easy for people to watch from home. Like we're making it convenient. And the analogy, as we shared, was alluded to earlier, was like, I don't go to many professional games anymore, you know, any yeah. like sports games anymore because I have a big TV with high definition and replay and pause and rewind. And it's a better experience for me to sit at home and watch that game. But when it comes to church, it's not a perfect analogy, but you know, I do still miss out on being at the game and being with people and the experience. But when it comes to church, sitting on your porch, there's no way to, you are lacking the fellowship of the of believers. There's no way around that. Like, so are you getting educated? Yes. Are Can you worship on your porch? Yeah, you could. I can't. That's the other problem. I did this. I was only home like one or two Sundays through the whole lockdown because it just was a day where I wasn't doing anything here and somebody else was doing it. And it was like, in my home, it was like, it was chaos. It was <laughs> kids and complaining and the right. dogs got to go out. And it's like, I, I, you know, I couldn't sing with the TV even when sure. it got quiet. I was like, that's weird. I can't do that. <laughs> all right. And, you know, I got the message and all that, but I missed the people and I missed the fellowship and like, 
we're back at this place now where we, so my answer was, I was like, we just need to pull that camera back. That is available to the people who cannot be here so that they have a way to see the people. We even had people making signs, you know, like for the, for people who were at home that couldn't get out, like the older people that couldn't come to church. And they're like, hey, <laughs> saying hi to them and stuff. And we would acknowledge that, but we wanted to make it to where that is the angle here. If you, This is for when you can't be with us. We don't want you to miss what was said or what happened here, but we're not going to make it convenient. Now, that was very much a choice for our church sure. because the component that I would be all about is what about the people who don't come to our church that are in our community that are curious. Right. I think that there's value in some of the other things. But as far as that goes, uh, the effect that we've seen is that when we did that slowly, but surely those people started over different varying times, they started trickling back in and we, they're gathering in person right now. And so I don't, you know, that's a small sample size. I have a small church and it's, but it was a smaller group of people, but by and large, every one of them is back to in person right now. And one of them <laughs> that were remain nameless we had the conversation and they said, well, yeah, I just kind of got like what Joe said. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird. Like the, the camera's way back. I couldn't really see. So I figured, you know, you know, <laughs> why don't I just go to church? And you I was like, them. oh, huh. yeah. well, I don't know. So what's, that's, what's that's my position. Yeah. What's underlying some of this? And we can talk even about kind of where I'm at with that, but, uh, it really comes back to what's it look like to make disciples. Even how we began, I think old school was information. If we get, if we pump a bunch of information into somebody, they go to enough Bible studies, if they go to enough prayer meetings, if they go to enough church, they'll grow to be a disciple of Jesus. And what has happened, I, in my opinion, a lot of people become Pharisees like, Oh, you know, <clears throat> Mike wasn't there for the soul winning. <clears throat> Mike wasn't there for Wednesday night. You know, he's kind of backsliding like, well, no, no, that's, that's a problem in my opinion. Uh, that we really need to walk out application and application is also being part of the body of practicing the one another. So it's not just like, I'm going to do what scripture says over here, but yeah, I'm supposed to gather together. I'm supposed to be, we come together in, in whatever that looks like. And so some of the questions that go through my head are, how are people being discipled in this new context? Cause it's different and it's kind of coming back a little bit to the same, but should it come back to what it was? Should church continue to look like what it was? I think sometimes we, we do church because that's what we all know and that's what people expect and that's kind of what's comfortable. And yet I think we're missing a generation that, that maybe doesn't want to do church or is comfortable in church or would even come to church. Like we're, are we a church for church people or are we a church that's going to reach people or a little bit of both? I mean, these are things that come into my head and, and some of them I don't have great answers for. Uh, I think we need a, a vision for discipleship that is bigger than we've always kind of practiced and known. We've kind of said, well, if we can get them into church, if we can get them into the building, if I equate discipleship with getting people in the building, I guess, can it happen? Can, can they get connected and hear? Yes, for sure. They have a better chance of, if I'm going to hit a home run, it's going to be, I'm going to have a better chance of hitting that home run, standing in the batter's box than standing than sitting on the sidelines. I get that a better chance change my analogy <laughs> but should it look the same? so all undergirding all of this is discipleship and i guess what i am more concerned about is not the thing but why are we doing the thing like if the goal is let's get him into church let's get him back to church let's get him back to church just to get him back to church 
is that the goal? Or no, 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 we want to make disciples. And what we're doing is working is really well. Let's do keep doing that. Or, well, no, it's not working. So let's be, let's be willing to, to think outside the box or to do something different. Of course, it's, it's easier just to keep doing what we're doing and kind of just let this thing roll and, but sure, sure, sure look the same. We have the opportunity for things to look different. I, I, I agree. We'll never be mega church looking like we'll never have the production. We'll never have like the people that are like, I went to school for this. I mean, at this moment, we don't have that. We have people that are like, I think I know what I'm doing. And, and Nate show me how to push these buttons. And, and the camera's like all over the place at times and whatever. And, and there's a lot of grace to that. There's other things. There's like, well, we talk about this like all the time. Like, why is it not lights, happening? lights? <laughs> I have to stand up there. This is like in person. Mm-hmm. I'm just like lights, change please. the lights, change the lights. <laughs> but I appreciate the people that are there. Try to have a lot of grace with that. But I guess like even internally for a number of weeks, if not months, I've like really been questioning, like, why do we do what we do? Should we continue to do what we do? Are we doing it just because, well, church people, that's what they expect. And so they're going to come to our church. Is it like we need to have, I, I need to have a bigger vision for discipleship. If what we're doing is not making disciples, we need to do something different. Do you want to jump on that, or you? you, you I'll let you go ahead. Oh, okay. I'm still, still evaluating. So here's my thing. I think what we're what we're saying is the church had problems. Churches have problems. They don't have a good plan for discipleship, and they have dying ministries or whatever. And so they've created a culture where people come in on Sunday and they worship and they leave and they're not connected. And so to that, in my mind, is a church problem. Sure. But when the doors are open and people are gathering, that is an opportunity sure. to do it right. What is, people, the, what what is like? doing it right? What does that doing look like it today? Right. Disciple, I mean, like, I'm not going to answer that fully for you. I'm saying, like, there's no... But, Mike, right? that's the whole reason I what's, came, is so that you can right? tell me the He was answers. writing copious like, notes Like, you are supposed there. to be pastors. Yeah, he's got his notebook out. But <laughs> I'm saying, so for us, what's right yeah. is discipling people life on life, put, trying to get them involved in the groups, and really a heavy emphasis on serving in the yeah, church. Sure. Because I think that's the other game changer. Yeah, I agree. Regular commitment to belonging to a church and a commitment to serve sacrificially in the church for the people of the church in a ministry. Those two things are game changers in people's lives. Sure. Okay. So their porch is not the place where that's going to happen. Now, if you want to have that ministry, I'm all for it. Give me your vision for that. You're you know, what's the vision for this? What's the vision for the live stream only people? How do you engage them? How do you get them involved in serving in their community? Are they doing a watch parties? Great. Fine. Maybe that's one of them. They watch, you have a great live stream and they invite their neighbors over to watch church and have brunch. Good. I can get with that. But I don't believe for a second. I think we're like, I get into this with the millennial thing. Well, millennials are hyper relational nonsense. People are mostly hyper relational and want to be loved. They can be introverted or extroverted, but all people all time have always been created with a desire to be loved. Millennials are just talking about it because they live in a society where it's not shamed too much initially, you know, when they took that over and that became their identity. I'm 41. I want to be loved and I want community and I want to be relational. We love Thank you, you very much. But my point being, like, we, we Can lie I go to, to our, game with you tonight. <laughs> no, we lie to ourselves. We lie to ourselves when we act like we don't know what to do. And I pulled up like this super familiar passage, but just 
It's Acts 2. Like, we know it. Sure. Okay, so this is from the Bible. <laughs> okay, what? the believers, those that were baptized after Peter preaches in Acts, says the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So I guess you can devote yourself to the apostles' teaching on your porch or in person. Sure. I listen to a lot of podcasts, sure. a lot of preachers on, during the week, and gain knowledge that way. And to fellowship. So it, you maybe invite people to the porch. <laughs> I don't know. And to sharing meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer, and a deep sense of awe came over everyone, and the apostles performed many signs and wonders, and believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold property and possessions, the money, and they shared money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, shared meals with great joy and generosity, all while praising the Lord and enjoying the goodwill of the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. How many times in those few verses, in the first expression of the church, do you see they did this together? Mm -hmm. So that's my argument. This doesn't mean, I know the argument against that is Sunday doesn't mean we're together because we're in the same room. Right. In this expression. Sure. But we have potential. Sure. When I get done preaching on a Sunday and someone's in the room and we say, let's pray for this. Or if you have any needs, let me know. And I see the people in my church having conversations and pulling, saying, hey, come here. And we pray for somebody. There's opportunity there for us to do what we need to do. There's opportunity for the person on the live stream, but we have got, to, like, you talk about what do we do here? How do we do that well? I'd say much, there are things that we know how to do well here. Just because people don't always ascribe to them is not always our fault. Sure. Like we always said, we need a better discipleship plan. I've got, I got seven guys right now that I meet with. I know a lot more than that, but I got seven guys that I threw it out there and they're like, right, can we meet? Can we get coffee? Yeah. Can we talk? They want to be discipled. At some point, it's not my, my fault or my problem if the 180 to 200 that are here, 25 to 40, want to be discipled and involved and the other want to come and go. The, the platform is there. Sunday school classes are there. Care groups are open. We as elders in our church are available to meet with you. We offer prayer. We teach we do, you know, we have dinners, we have all these intentional programs that people need to join. But my argument against the live stream is if that's what we're saying, if we're seeing a shift and we're going to go or churches are going to go that way, you better show me your discipleship plan. Oh, so-and-so has been on, are you tracking who's on the live stream? You know, right. I, you can't really, you can see numbers if you use Facebook, you can see so-and-so is watching. Sure. But there's not a lot of data on that. You have got to show me that there's a, a way because I believe live streaming has a place. This is where they see us. But if it doesn't lead to wanting to belong, mm -hmm. then you probably right. still have a problem in your preaching. Right. If there's, I mean, really, like, because <laughs> you're not calling them out. Yeah. You're not. Are you preaching the word of God that just constantly says, like, you are the church. Right. You belong. God redeemed you for a purpose, and you have things to do to build his kingdom. And that's what we're about at Northampton. That's what we're about at Friendship. We want to impact our community for the kingdom. And we want to see you do that. And we want to disciple you to that. If you're preaching that, at some point they're going to be like, hmm, maybe I need to go there. Or at least I need to call sure. and talk to Joe or Nate or Aaron or Mike. You know, like those people. And that's similarly. And then I'll give you guys a break. But uh, <laughs> for me, similarly, that's like we just did our camps. That's why we did camps. Camps are VBSing and sports camp are exhausting events yeah. that require tons of volunteers. But those volunteers got to serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And we saw in our little community, 
a huge number of kids, like for us. I mean, like sure. bigger churches would be like, that's nothing for right. us. It was more than double than we've ever seen. And they come from families that are in our community yeah. that now know for 10 days, they walked in here, they were greeted, they, they made connections. They're like, oh, I know you, you coach football and track and you're going to be my, you know, and we've made connections. That's why we do those things. Right. And we showed them that we have a community of people who love God enough to serve sacrificially. Mm-hmm. And so they can go home and maybe now that they know us, maybe they'll go, well, let's look up that website. Let's yeah. look up that church. Our kids went there. I wonder what it's like. You know, I'm not going to go there, but let me see. Mm-hmm. And they'll see a very wide angle. <laughs> <laughs> right, I just right. peaked. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, um, I guess what I want to make sure I'm being clear on to our first kind of conflict there, Nate. Um, it's not that bad of a conflict. No, no. I'm I saying just, the point where we disagreed was I want to make sure it's clear that I do see value in live streaming. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe, me personally, I don't believe that the church was established by God for that kind of expression if it only stays sure. in my house, yeah. on my porch. So what is the plan? I'll throw it back to you. How do you disciple people that are on your live stream? For the record, I asked you that question earlier and you <laughs> didn't answer it. No, you asked um, how I disciple people here. Yeah, right. Because right. if you ask me about the live stream, I tell you it's it's extremely challenging. You yeah. invite them to church on the live stream, That's what it's, yeah. or you invite them to say we have groups. You have to, it's you have to do, say yeah. like yeah. you know like if you're watching this at home and you want to yeah. get more involved, we have community groups that meet, and here's how you can get in touch with them. Yeah, and one of the things that happened kind of uh, organically within our context was we did the prayer and share. 74 nights in a row. You had some really good guest hosts on that. We had some great guest hosts. Uh, But then uh, Tom and Deb, uh, so Tom, Deb's here taking pictures actually. Uh, Tom and Jeff picked that up about a year ago as of last episode to continue on Thursday nights. And that has kind Mm -hmm. of continued this uh, community there. It's not, we don't, we never say, hey, this is a replacement for coming to church. But we do promote the chat. We do promote people communicating. We do promote life groups. We promote the Church Center app. Like all these things to get people into community. And we're very intentional. And to the point, I think people are like, all right, we, we, we get it. We, but we've got to continue to do that. Uh, yeah. So I think, I think we still can do better. But I think we've leveraged some of that. And one of the things I was thinking about, too, when you were talking about people in your church, one of the things that we talk about a lot are having our eyes open for Zacchaeus's in our spheres of influence that, yeah, you might have, you might come into contact with a hundred people at church, but there's only a couple that are going to climb the sycamore tree and say, you know, I need to, I need to spend time or I need to get this answer. And so you invest in those people. And as you invest in those people, you train them to invest in other people and you continue on and you continue to invest in them. Uh, so I think, yeah, you're going to have in church, you're going to have a bunch of people that are Pharisees. You're going to have people that are Zacchaeuses. You're people that are just kind of part of the crowd and people that are, that want to be in the mix of it all. And so it's, I like not to be discouraged either of like, we do this all the time and only four people want to come. Well, invest in those four people. Yeah. I think my, I was saying too, like, uh, the argument about generational things, like people, you know, what they want and, and how I think the church if it's established by God, then it's it's constant. You know, the, it's constant, meaning it's it's not going to fluctuate. And its expression may fluctuate, but it's the core of how He constructed the church and the effort He goes to in the Word of God to describe us as a body and describe our need for one another, our dependence on one another. Um, you know, it was striking to me that in COVID, 
that there was a splintering when there should have been a gathering. Like mm-hmm. if you look at persecution, if we want to call that persecution, sure, which, yeah. you know, compared to global persecution, it's nothing. <laughs> but, it, you know, when you look at global persecution, you see a drawing together, a solidarity, a unity, a, a deeper sense of belonging to one another and a deeper sense of that need at any cost to gather, to be together. So that's where I see the westernized view of Christianity going like we like, like I think if we t- okay, if I, if we took what we're talking about right now uh, and we threw it to China, oh yeah, what would they say? No, <laughs> they would they would they would make me sound like a, a nice little polite guy commenting on it, right? They they would believe that while we have nothing, <laughs> nothing but our own choices preventing us from gathering together to worship God, we would choose the porch. They would it would boggle their mind, right? That we would choose that and that we as pastors would be like, well, maybe that's just what they want, what they need now. No nonsense. They need to gather with the saints. Seriously, there it's in the word. It is in the word. But I think you're talking about somebody that's not that's not where they're at. Like, I think people that get it, but people that understand a believer, a believer of any sort, a redeemed person should be confronted with that truth. A non. Yeah. If we're reaching out to people who are spiritually dead, yeah. then we'll take whatever we can get. And we'll, right. you know, we'll, we have from that scope all the way over to, you know, brews and Bible studies, you know, people having bar Bible studies, right. you know, because that's seriously though. I mean, yeah. like to the, to the spiritually dead, it's like we, we become like Paul, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And we go to them and try to reach them and connect in any way. But we're talking, I guess I'm talking <laughs> about my, when we're my, cause this is all I know. Friendship Alliance Church is what I can actually speak on. Sure. Everything else is speculation. Yeah. I know what happened here in the last year, and I know that the people that left here were decades on. They may be infants, infants. even though they've been I, twenty. What, yeah, I would they agree. They have with you. to be infants. That's what I would say. say. But but they are believers, and so I don't yes. believe that I need to. You know, the infant that continually runs into danger, we don't just right. let them run into. Eventually, you know, we keep smacking their hand which is right. a bad analogy yeah. I didn't smack wow. any members but, but do you know what I mean like if they're they keep believer, correcting them there's discipline saying, like hey this is important yeah. this is important sure. this is important which is, speaks to a bigger discipleship mentality is all right. I'm saying yes and that's kind of what Nate was saying too is kind of revealing Don't speak for him well I am going to speak for him he's, he's actually cowering right now in the corner <laughs> no, so, Nate just, come back come back just, I'm he like, is not letting you guys circle back around here oh, no but I'm saying tr- he's yeah. like I'll let you guys catch up with me <laughs> I think I think what Nate said earlier I think and you can correct me when I'm wrong is that <laughs> this was revealing of, of where people really are and yep. so those people that will say I, I follow Jesus I'm born again I'm a Christian but choose to devalue being together with other believers in the context of life groups. Cause he was even saying, which I yeah. agree with, can I be on my porch on Sunday, but then be heavily involved in community that maybe doesn't look like Sunday. Yeah. I'm in a life group and uh, yeah, I yeah. get, I'm in a Bible study and I actually meet with this person one-on-one. Is that okay in the, like in the, in our mentality, is that okay? Because they're still having like they're having real life yeah. like they're doing life together because yeah. i would say that acts 2 we're not walking in acts 2 anyway like it, it would be hard to walk out acts 2 because what you have is people living in living in community and, and selling off things and i don't know what do you call it socialism or not but you're having this I, like i sell my stuff you need something all right i mean that's where ananias and sapphira this is who it was and yeah they got in trouble because oh no yeah that's all the money we got here it is right. and like you've lied to you've lied to god like so, there's there's it does break down a little bit in the sense a little of, in the sense a of, little in the sense of that we're we're not living in this community and sharing all yeah. of our stuff together. We still it, are living in I I'm 
We need to be in community. With and people. our wealth makes that possible. Yes. Because go to other, go to other countries. It's not. It's total. Not that still happens. Nicaragua, where I go all the sure. time. If you leave the city and you go to the poverty, they're living in tiny little tent communities, and they are. They're living that. together, and they're giving, and they're going, and they're worshiping together, and they're sharing what they have. Like our wealth has made that possible, sure. which is a different podcast. But yeah, I'm telling you, I don't have time for that. When your gospel breaks down as you cross the border, you have a problem with your interpretation of the gospel. Sure. The gospel is not the problem, and that to me is fundamentally involved in what we're talking about. But is is the fact that things are changing? Like say the 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 spirit of what was going on in the early church if that is carried out. Then Even if it okay. doesn't look like yes, yes, one hundred percent. Because yeah. I'm with you. Like, you know, because right. the argument is that okay, Joe, give me your car. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I need a car. Give yeah. me your car. I really need it. My car stinks. You know. And, yeah. Um, and no. So it's obviously it's morphed. But what I'm saying is, how far do we let it morph? Because yeah. the element that's still there is, I can still have you to my house for yeah. meals. That's why do we set up care groups? Sure. And, you know, like we set up community groups, groups, whatever you want to call it. We set it up because we're like, you should meet in each other's house. Right. We as elders have told our people, we're like, we don't know why. And we can't point to the one verse, but we're telling you something good happens when you have people over for yeah. dinner. Sure. When you share a meal with somebody and you break bread yeah. and you spend an evening together, very good things happen. And so we, we create fellowship circles and we sure. put people together and say, have three meals together. Because that was the last thing I was going to say as far as a high level um, subject on this is that there are leaders and there are followers mm-hmm. and there are leaders in the church and there are offices in the church and God has appointed it that way. And there are people that are looking for direction sure. that they will never initi- initiate it on their own. So one of our purposes, whether we like it or not, is to draw people in mm-hmm. and then instruct them in the ways of the Lord to teach them the sure. word of God and show them the importance that they may not see because until you see it, you don't see it, yeah. <laughs> right? Like there's, yeah. it just doesn't even exist. You're like, what do you mean I have to be in a care group? Like why? I'm coming to church. And then they sure. finally get in a group and they go, oh, we love our group. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? really? That's weird. Yeah. We pray for each other and we eat together and we're hosting next time. And you're like, yeah, yeah. You know where it says that's good? <laughs> in the word. But it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't say have care group on every right. other Saturday. Right. Because this was their expression or Acts 2 is their expression. But... That's why I was purposeful to say, do you see the number of times it speaks of being together? together. Yep. So how is our expression together? Yep. You know, it's not the same as theirs, but we have a way to do that now. And Thank if you. we've decided... Sorry, I tried to hide that. <laughs> if you think of discipling somebody, when you see somebody start to fall, one, one of the first warning signs that I see in the church that mm-hmm. we've I've learned over the years, right, is when you see them withdraw. Yeah. As soon as they start to pull back, you go, ooh, why aren't they here? And that's so I don't go. They walked away from Jesus. And we one of our one of the guys who teaches here just said that recently. He yeah. said exactly what you said to our whole congregation. It was so funny. He's like, you know what people think when you don't come to church for two Sundays? Oh, no, they're backsliding. Yeah. And he goes and he gave all these great examples of like why people don't come to church and like why he couldn't come to church. Or maybe they're a single parent and they just got a job and they got to work weekends. Right. He's like. So he's like, so we as elders in this church, we go to great lengths to say nonsense. Mm-hmm. We're not going to look at the numbers and look at the attendance book and say they're backslidden and they're whatever. <laughs> right. yeah. We're gonna, but we are going to say they're not here. Why aren't they here? Yeah. We should care that they're not here. Let's yeah. get a hold of them. Yeah. You know, and so we're not questioning your salvation is what he said. <laughs> Every time you don't show up on a Sunday, but we think it's important that you're with us. Unless you're on the live stream. Unless <laughs> all of you watching are... <laughs> 
Read Thessalonians. I'm just saying. <laughs> right. Like that day's coming. He's coming in the cloud. <laughs> Sorry. In the cloud. Oh, I see now. What? So, That's so, where we keep all of our files too. Uh, anyway, um, he was going to say something. I'm trying to I just got it all. I'm so old. Oh, oh my god. Mike, you're so slow today. I I do you need some ice cream? Yes. Hard scoops. <laughs> Hand dipped. No, I, I'm just going to circle back to what I said at the beginning. I think it's revealing of, of their heart. You know, I think you can, it's an, ex, in a lot of ways I see it as, it, it's still an extension of the auditorium on a Sunday morning is, is what I see it as. Uh, whether you choose to be in there or whether you choose to be at home, are you going to miss certain aspects? Yes. You're going to miss that, that sense of community, that sense of worship. However, However, I still think that's revealing of where their heart is. If that's the if that's their only connection, because you still have two problems. If Sunday morning, whether you're in person or you're online, is your only connection to church, uh, that's a problem, because you're not going to get. Com- no matter how you sell it, if you're only coming for an hour on Sunday morning, you're not really building community. Right. Very very little, whether you're online or whether you're in person. If it's just Sunday morning. That's where I think there's a problem either way. And I think it's revealing of people. But I still think you could take somebody and they could be online, let's say 75% of the time, uh, or I guess 100% of the time, but still be involved in, let's say, two life groups and meeting yeah. with people and all those other things. And they can still be a healthy believer involved in belonging to the church and serving. I don't think it's a one size fits all. However, I do think that we need to evaluate what we do as a church, as Joe said, evaluate what we do as a church to fit this modern context that we now live in. I don't necessarily think it is because in a lot of ways, I think we see it as we do like it when we, when we see a full auditorium, when you see that there's 35 people watching online, that could be sitting here in the (laughs) service. You're like, man, I wish I could just motivate those people to sit back here. Yes. I I agree. It's a better, in some ways, a better opportunity when you see them face to face. However, if we're just twisting their arm to get them to sit back in that seat, then we're, we're no better off than we were before this whole thing happened. I agree. And I guess that's my, that's my aspect on it. If we, if we twist people's arms and get them to sit back in the seats, we've learned nothing. And we're st- even if they sit in that seat, we still have the same heart issue that they had if they were sitting at home. Mm-hmm. So why not let them just be honest with us with where they are? How about this? I just I, I, just, I agree with you, but then I'm thinking, what's the difference between you and I sitting like we are right now across the table talking to one another versus you and I engaging online? Think of the different tone that people take sure. in a different way. There's a, there's a difference because something, even um, how sociologically, I would say, would change when we are face-to-face. Sure. Meaning, you know, people can be keyboard warriors and, yeah. and say all these things. It's a lot more difficult when they're face-to-face. So even on a very fundamental level, I'm saying there's still online versions of people are are a version of that person. They're usually not a completely true representation of who they are. So it's even harder to really connect that way. But then I was also thinking when you're talking, because I agree with you. What if a person says, um, you know, I, uh, yeah, I follow John Piper. Just pick that. Yeah, I watch John Piper every week. Do we view that differently than I watch the pastor on the live stream for my local church differently? 
Mm, I well, guess I'm struggling to figure out what yeah. you're asking. Well, in our I con- want you to struggle to figure out what. Well, I'm in our asking. context, though, I think we we put a we talk a lot about connecting. That's why we do the pre-service stuff. We talk a lot about connecting in the in the chat for community for that purpose. And I think as time goes on, yeah, it should be less and less. Well, as I'm far a top as fan for John Piper's. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Bethlehem Baptist Church. I'm a top uh, fan of their site. I comment heavily during the sermon, and that's my church. Gotcha. And I live in Cuyahoga Falls. Okay. I'm saying, is that equivalent to you guys? No. To, no. Why? <clears throat> I would say uh, that. Joe, I go hang on, every week. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I watch it every I week. I would say that's equivalent to the person that, let's say, watches the live stream at our church every week but is not involved in anything. Same thing. You're you're somebody in the outskirts, which is the same thing as somebody that would show up on a Sunday morning. Okay, so I agree with you, but you nothing. don't agree, but he they, doesn't agree with But are us. they actively... It's about time you had an opinion, by the way. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I would no. say it's very different from I'm somebody that, that is actively involved in the church and other aspects in the community of they the church. They are active in the chat section. But I can no, speak. no, 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 no. You're missing. You're and missing. They what read I said. the Bible study every week. No, Nate. I'm being facetious because you agree with me, for once. I think it's the same. What my, did I that just was, agree to? My oh. point is yeah, that yeah. them sitting on their porch and saying I go to Northampton is just as bogus as saying I go to this church in California because I watch it every week and I comment. But I think in our context, because I can only speak to our context, because that's a context that I'm in, uh, oh. is that you I do dare have, you to come you, at me like that again. You do have. I will get a match and a BB gun <laughs> and, and some I'll, black powder. Uh, Go ahead. You were saying they, there is in our context, there is a sense of community because we have people that are regularly from around the world. And I'll just <clears throat> no, uh, that really do that come in from all over the country that are. So we have a, so we have somebody that's related to somebody, but they are an active part on Thursday nights. They're an active part sometimes on Sunday. I don't know that they're there always on Sunday, uh, but an active part in that community in that way. And I think they would say that they there they have been impacted by the Lord through that ministry. And, but I think they feel like don't they, bring the Lord. Into I know. This. Yeah, I agree. As soon as you say the Lord, you really, have now to I can't argue with you. Yeah. Uh, I would say that there are people that, uh, I'm trying to think of there's, cause there's some people that will join us online that cannot join us in person. That's right. a different, we are scenario. not talking about them. So that's different. Right? Scenario. That clear. But We're I think that there are talking. people that join us online that would say that when I go to church, that's the church. Like that's my church, but I'm also right. part of. I'm still known in this place. Okay, so different people, than if I John Piper, whatever. But I, but <laughs> I mean, it's I different. Still, uh, okay. Yeah, I will say it is a people different. People you've never it, met in person. People, I mean, I'm I not saying there's no benefit. Can I give you? Let me give you a great example. That's right, but they are not part. When we talk about part of the church, that's the same as the people that go. I literally have met people <laughs> that I'm like. I've been at the church 10 years. I don't ever remember seeing you. And they'll say, that's my, yeah, I go to that church. Yeah, I get that. When I was eight. Everybody has that church. Right. So that's my but point. I will They're tell not you, part of our Can church. I tell you, though, that what we in our little itty bitty scenario have done is we have people that initially find us online, connect into community online, are known online, and then they show up at our church. That's fine. That's and, wonderful. Right. So I guess what I'm saying is we've been able to leverage it to a point of like, be, but yeah, we're telling people like join us online, but we'd love for you to join us in person. And uh, that's not the yeah, and that's not the conversation we're having. That, that's I the agree. conversation that, that I'm is having. a good. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's the example that I would say is that's the tool being used because right. you're expressing that your goal. Yes, get it at Northampton. Get it. is use this, but yeah. we'd love to see you here. Right. 
Okay. Because he ended it. No yeah. one's arguing that. It's not an end We're arguing, is this becoming the new norm where I'm online not church that. is the same? You're arguing. You that. made the title. <laughs> no, I said post-COVID church. That's <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, change it, whatever you want. <laughs> That's in, the, argument we, the argument we've been having yeah. is, is online church... Like just part of it is that part of it, but yeah, it's a tool. Then that's like saying this using online church like any other ministry. Like, sure. why do we do sports camp last week? We do it to connect like with sports. people. Yeah, because I didn't even get to do sports. I taught Bible all week. <laughs> 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 uh, Bible, yeah. uh, but we do it so that we can connect with people in our community. Sure. And we and right. we saw three or four families come on Sunday yeah. for the last two weeks that were at VBS and this. And I'm like, oh, that's good. That's why we do that. Because if we do it and we're not seeing people come to know Christ and they're not coming to the church and it's pointless, you know, like that's that. Um, so if you're online, I guess that's what I go back to what I said to Nate, like, is there a plan? Like for us, like there's online was, Oh no, the world shut down. (laughs) We need to do better in this area. We had had a webcam kind of thing. Like, and then we went to the studio thing because it was like, we're closed and we don't want to not have church. We want to stay connected to the people in a way. But when the, when it opened up, it was like we really didn't continue. We haven't continued in that way of saying like this is an effort we need to put into where we're going to reach people. And maybe we're at a place now where we've crossed the first hurdle, which is we've got people back. True. And really, our people came back when the June whatever. Like there were people that waited until that. Like I can come back with you. You talking about just like a couple weeks ago? Yeah, you can't yeah. make me wear a mask anymore. There's no restrictions. I can, and they were waiting for that day, and they've all come back now. And so maybe we're at a place now where that can become a tool again, whereas it was a crutch yeah, for it. people to stay away. If that it. makes sense. Yeah. I mean, twenty. It's COVID was unique. Yeah. We weren't. We wouldn't have this conversation. Yeah. I don't think. Or maybe my opinion on the conversation would have been like, I was the one that said we need to get a camera. Yeah. You know, we we need to put our sermons out there. Uh, people in our church were like, why? <laughs> You know, yeah. who are we? We're not, right? We're not these big name guys. And they thought, like, I thought I was the best pastor or preacher. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's because people don't show up on a Sunday yeah. and walk into here because, for all they know, we're passing snakes around. Well, <laughs> you know, not this week. Not this week. Yeah. Well, not when I'm here because <laughs> I have a phobia. You should so. just go spend a hundred thousand dollars on new equipment and just like really right. Well, your, okay, so you're gonna go there. You're gonna look at you. He's the Joe is making me fall. I know a person. Now I got to talk about it. I know a person who, on the complete other end of the spectrum, a church that shall remain nameless, and I won't do the joke that we were saying earlier. I could sneak their name in here, but I really I hope that this doesn't get out <laughs> that and people uh, that pick yeah. up on it because yeah. it wouldn't be good for the community. But anyway, so I did it anyway. Uh, these people they are talking about their churches that have no business spending the money they're spending, but they're looking at spending six figures on yeah. production equipment and lighting and cameras and so that they can produce mm. this super high quality church service and think that that's the way they're going to grow their church. And I mean, unless their strategy is we're going to try to really reach people that would never come to church otherwise, and they're not going to watch this static camera in the back and we're really going to up the ante. And that's our intention. Like, I don't know. I don't know either. I I, I do. I do. I do. Because here's the hard part is like, you know, that I have a little bit of knowledge in the area. And when you know what people, if you've seen how churches historically, it's no different than. 
throughout COVID churches that kind of went to gimmicks and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, that might be us. This is more, again, we're now we're moving into the pastor side where I can be real judgy sure. when it comes to pastors because <laughs> right. I'm like, I would never do that. We're not yeah. dropping, you know, an airdrop of big screen TVs from parachutes uh, for the first 50 people. That was our idea for next month. Sorry. <laughs> but I'd rather be part of, you know, like we all have our, we all have our pet peeves yeah. and we yeah, see yeah, yeah. that to me, maybe because we're older. That just screams of like late nineties, early two thousands. You know, swallow a goldfish, like show up here's yeah. some beats. Swallow, it's gonna be great, and then yeah. swallow a goldfish. And we anyway. see, and we see that it didn't, you know, it didn't bear a lot of fruit, right? And didn't, you know, um, but if what we do all has to be in alignment with making disciples, and anything can be used in that way, like sports camp can be just sports. Sure. Or it can be a tool that we try to engage people and get them into meaningful relationships and see them discipled into mature believers. A live stream could be that. My thing is I see a lot of people just going like, we're just going to throw it out there. And while we had, uh, you know, 4,000 views, <laughs> like, well, good. Yeah. What, what is that net yeah. in engagement? How do you, and you guys, I will say when I was part of the couple of things you did or when I watched your stuff, your engagement is through the roof. Uh-huh. We, we attempted some of that here for a period of time. And, and I also, so I wonder sometimes is it audience, is it production quality? What is it? Because, you know, the community that you have, because the people didn't really engage, you know, we tried a lot of it, like even uh, going to the people and doing like after our live broadcast, doing them in private groups, trying to say like, Hey, when we're on here, like send prayer requests, you know, we'll kind of, we'll do this. And we had people in charge of that monitoring comments and, the only time we ever got comments was when we were doing like forums and people were like, well, when are we opening up again? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like, uh, I think and then it, I got in big trouble because I'm like indefinitely. Yeah. We're closed indefinitely. <laughs> no. I think it's important that you stay true to who like you talk about the body. Like Christ has put that body together, this body together as he sees fit. And you shouldn't be something, somebody, something you're not. And you stay true to that. And so I think if, if God gives you a vision for doing things a certain way, to make disciples, then you should own that and you should right. do that. And we are the same that we don't, our church is not at your address and yours is not at ours. And we need to be willing to say, you want to switch? Yeah. That's what I was hoping if we could switch and no, uh, but we need to be willing to say, you know, God, what do you want to do in this place? And it may be, we may spend a hundred thousand dollars, which we, on the outside is like, that's can we? Yeah. <laughs> we should never do that. It's a very poor stewardship. However, if God gave us a vision of like, no, but look, this is really what I want for this. You know, I'm not saying he is, but you know what I'm saying? Like you should be willing to invest in those things that God has given you really clear (laughs) calling to do. Yeah. Yeah, It just made me think of a, was it Jim and uh, Tammy, Tammy Baker, they built the amusement park. God gave me a vision. Yeah. Yeah. Christian Disney. If you watch Fletch too, he does it. They makes fun of that. Really? Really hard. Fletch too. I was also going to, we have to be done because it's like an hour and 20 minutes. We just just chatty Kathy it up. But when I thing that I love about the online (laughs) numbers is that if you do pastor math, we have exploded in growth. Yes. Cause those 35 really multiply by five at at least least. because they have like random several people in the household. Their neighbors can probably it was, hear it if they're in an apartment. It was loud. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was loud. yeah. So we, That's what we would tell people. Turn this up and put a speaker against the wall. It's going to be great. It's your evangelism for the week. Yeah. Our, our attendance was 4,455 <laughs> right. people. Right. The building holds 120. <laughs> yeah. What are you trying to say? <laughs> so, yeah. 
That was good. That was uh, that was long. The most spirited conversation we had. Normally, yeah. it's like, yeah, okay, you go ahead and say the same thing I agree with, and you say the same thing I. Agree. Oh. I just enjoy squeezing Mike like a sponge. I just oh. keep asking questions because I know I. I see that there's a long <laughs> stick that is going across <laughs> our table right now, and there's a little poke, poke, poke. I was in a. Good, I'm in a good mood today too. Like that, I could get a lot more pointed. We'll, we'll get after it. Let's yeah. well, let's find some more. Tell us what you think, people. Do you like it when we argue? Yeah. <laughs> Do you like it when I tell Nate he's wrong? Yeah. And when Nate tells me I'm wrong, and Joe just sits there quietly judging both of us. <laughs> That's right. Is that what you like <laughs> secretly? And I got to ride in the car with him on the way home. Right. I don't have to ride with you. If so, <laughs> Joe's, leave you here Joe's next like, week. no Chipotle for you. Yeah. <laughs> Chipotle for bad. me. Yeah. No Chipotle for you. Yeah. All right. Oh, I promised Larry I'd give him a shout out because he texted me. But yeah. So yeah. Hi, Larry. Uh, almost one hour and 23 minutes in. He's probably not here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, you have to talk very slowly because he's probably listening in two times. Oh, so it sounds like the, hi, the thing went right by. Larry. There you go. All right, Larry. That's good. I like that. I respect that. I listen. To, I'm 1.5. I can't go too. I don't know what he really. I think it's especially fast. if you I talk like go. me sometimes. If you're talking like yeah. this when I'm talking about things and yeah. I'm talking this fast and then you put that twice as fast, man, you're in trouble. Yeah. My yeah. wife is calling to tell me that it's time to end the podcast. I know. I believe it. All right. Well, on that note, thank you, Nicole, for uh, letting us know it's time to be done and for Larry for a shout out. And uh, glad that you joined us today. We'd love to hear what you think about these things. If you are leading a church, you know, how are you leading through this post If you're leading an online church, don't call us. Yeah. <laughs> Craig Groeschel, please. Right. Uh, we don't want to hear from you. LifeChurch.tv.com.edu. <laughs> dot church so yeah um love to hear your comments your feedback and uh all 40 of you that listen. if craig Kershaw comments then we're good we're we're doing something right yeah he if he hears this he has fallen asleep though, so. okay well, well we'll talk about him next time <laughs> all right well until next time keep uh, communicating uh, we're looking forward to many more spirited conversations about things that matter that's all we got We'll see you soon.